guys welcome to the decode podcast in this series we bring you conversations with our leaders who talk about their experiences and best practices to solve new age business challenges they will be covering trending topics and will share stories around different technologies such as cloud web development blockchain mobile and various bpm tools to know more stay tuned with us Hello guys I am Mukul your host for the day welcome to the 7th episode of the decode podcast today we will be talking about python and the various web frameworks that the language offers for this we have today with us two of our expert solution engineers sumit and shubham hi guys hey i am sumit chabla currently working as a senior solution engineer at decode and i have over 5 years of experience in software development hi I'm Shubham Jain. I'm a solution engineer at Decode, and I've been working with Python since two years. Uh, so you guys, why don't we begin by talking about how you got to learn and know about Python, and how your journey has been so far? Well, funny story. I was a JavaScript developer uh, in the beginning, and I'm a football nerd. So one day I wanted to predict the score during the Champions League game because I thought it'd be fun, and that's how I got introduced to machine learning and Python. Uh, so I started working on a model to predict the points table a week before the match. The model I developed was not that bad actually. Uh, it predicted correct points for ten matches. After that, I instantly fell in love with the speed of development with Python. And being a DSA enthusiast, I realized how easy it was with Python to work around data structures. So it became the obvious language for me. From that point of time, I never. Yeah. So it's been quite a journey for me as well. So interestingly I did my engineering in electronics and communication back in 2013 and then I did BS and started working as a teacher during that time I came across python as I had C++ and java as my subjects in college but I was not aware of the qualities and uh, things that python possesses after few years after working for few years I decided to do pg diploma from cdec and that's where i learned python and ml related stuff in detail immediately i fell in love with it and started working on projects which landed me here uh, great to hear that by the way shubham i love football as well and uh, i would love to talk more on that prediction model of yours later sure okay now great to know about your journey so far and glad to know how convenient the language python is uh, but from my knowledge python has certain frameworks as well and i would want you to enlighten our listeners about these frameworks and your experience with them a framework is basically a structure a structure that is developed and designed by excellent developers so that it becomes easy for you to build your software on top of that structure uh, let's say you are building a house it'd be faster and easier for you to build it if someone has already built the foundation and frame of that house right uh, and it has been tested multiple times so you know that it's reliable it makes development faster and reliable Yeah so basically it provides a platform to build applications with various complexities uh yes it allows you to focus more on high level functionalities of your application uh generally with frameworks uh, you get a project structure so if you are working in a team it's always better to work on a defined structure to avoid conflict and a lot of frameworks are open source and are continuously improving so for example when i'm working with django all i have to do is run few lines of code i've got an initial project running after that i can customize it and just add my own functionalities i don't have to define too much price structure i get a lot of tools to debug my application and because it's been used by a lot of developers you get a huge support 
Okay, great. Yeah, it's basically a pre-made base for the pizza. Just put veggie and cheese on it and you have your end product. I have a rather interesting story. So my first company was a startup and I was placed as an ML engineer. My main role was to do data wrangling initially and then we were working on a classification model. So basically, we wanted to identify the category of the products that we were getting through different websites. So let's say, for example, I get a OnePlus mobile with the description. So you do not need someone to label it manually and our model should be able to classify it correctly and the whole process becomes automated. Once our model was ready, we were looking for a framework through which we can expose it actually and get the results somehow. And that's when I first came to know of Flask. Since it is a lightweight web development framework, we were able to create an API quickly through which we could get the results. And after some time, I switched into web development and since then I have been working with these frameworks. Uh, yes, I read somewhere that Flask helps in process automation and I always wondered how it could automate such things taking process, such time taking process. Uh, this clear things up. Talking more about frameworks, just a general query. What, according to you, is a deciding factor in choosing any web framework? Well, it depends on what the product requirements are. If I'm looking for a large scale or full stack application, then I choose Django. But if I'm looking for a framework to build a microservice that doesn't need a lot of external libraries, then I would go with Flask. There are other frameworks also like Pyramid and Fast API, each more suitable for different use cases. So yeah, uh, use case is what makes me decide a framework. Right. So adding to what Shubham rightly said, it depends on what the product requirement is. Mostly when you're working on a tech stack and you want a full stack application with a single framework, Django is the go-to option. But on the other side, if you're working on application where you need more front-end options, probably a lot of graphs or a lot of JS, you would go pick React or Angular or TypeScript on the front-end and then you have majorly Django REST framework, Flask or Fast API on the backend to choose from creating APIs. Uh, right. So far, how many web frameworks have you worked with? And uh, what were the major differences you feel there are in using those frameworks? Uh, I've worked with Django and Flask and Python for backend development and React JS for frontend development, which is based on JavaScript. So there was a huge food delivery system where we were working on Django and Django itself covered almost all of the requirements of the product. Django allowed us to make the application scalable, outstanding admin interface that Django provides for admin users with, with some changes we were directly using for our admins. Django gives us a powerful ORM to operate the database. It also has a lot of tools, packages that helps in integration of several features like data analysis, machine learning and telephonic support. Uh, I'm currently working with Flask on a transaction monitoring system, which is a cluster of several microservices and Flask is being used to expose APIs. Uh, we want to interact with rules that we can define to monitor the transactions that are done every day. It is basically an alerting system. This is a very unique use case and uh, we want to tell our last minute details also. And Flask being a very flexible framework is an app choice for this one. Uh, coming back to the question, the major difference I think is the scale of application and the ease of debugging. Django is scalable, it can be used for big applications while Flask could be used for serving uh, comparatively lighter REST APIs. Uh, 
Well, Django and Flask both are very popular right now, but the community support is very big and project structure is well defined and that's what makes it easier to debug when you're working with Django. Over the years, I have majorly worked on Django and Flask with a bit of JavaScript to add on. But recently, I have been involved in a project that includes Fast API. So got the chance to work on that as well. It's very quickly in terms of creating an API. In terms of frameworks, Django is a very powerful framework as it has almost all the batteries included. So it becomes a lot easier to get started with the project and get it up and running quickly. As Shubham mentioned already, it has a powerful admin panel, which a lot of frameworks don't have. And we can do a lot of customization that makes it suitable for the projects that require admin control. The base, best thing is that it's not domain specific. You can create a project for almost any domain. I have been involved in several projects where I have worked on Django and Django Race framework. That includes healthcare, music industry, ERP system, CMS systems, ticketing solutions and many more. Flask is majorly used when you are looking for a lightweight framework and want to do simple things like deploying an ML model and getting the prediction through API. So Flask is go-to option for that. Or a simple website like a random password generator where you just need a simple interface and a function that returns a random password. Great. So now let's talk about a Python developer's life or any developer's life for that matter. It might be overwhelming at times as there are more enhancements to the language every year and it would get tough to keep up with. What do you guys do to deal with this and uh, how do you stay updated with all that's going with respect to the language, the Python language? Right. So as a developer, I believe it depends mainly on what level you are working. So as you move up the ladder, your role changes. So if I talk about my journey so far, when I started, I was more uh, more of jumping onto the coding part directly and working on the features. When I gained some experience, it was more about understanding the client requirements and having calls with them and working on the features accordingly. Now, it's more of understanding client requirements, doing brainstorming sessions, planning out the details, coordinating with the team and doing the development. It's true that as a developer, you have to keep learning and be updated with the enhancements. As a developer, I think it's more of debugging and Googling rather than doing the actual programming or the logical part. If you know Pareto principle, it states that roughly 80% of consequences comes from 20% of causes. So if we apply the same rule in programming, 80% of bugs are found in 20% of the code which is actually true in most cases. To be updated, I try to make uh, or I try to take courses in my free time, read articles and listen to different podcasts. And most importantly, I try to spend some time on stake overflow every day. What it does is basically you get to know what issues other developers are facing and what are the possible solutions for that. And if you feel you have a better solution, you can post it there. So it's a good way to be a part of the community as well. Developer's life. Well, it's spending hours on a problem trying to figure out what exactly is wrong and Googling your way forward and understanding what others are trying to do, getting the best result for it. It's a continuous process of interacting with your team, your manager, understanding what the assignment is and finding the best solution. Finding the best solution for it. 
I spend a lot of time researching. In fact, 50% of the total time is spent in researching the better solution in the transaction monitoring system I'm working on right now. And uh, how do I keep up? Communities. I think as a huge community, a lot of techies and developers were excited and engaging in discussions about new trends and features. So I try to be a part of that community. You can find a lot there. Also, I regularly check out Python documentation, which is amazing. I explore contents of new courses and that helps to understand the changes and trends in Python tech world. Great, great. Uh, now moving forward, this is a segment where we ask two of the most frequently asked questions about the said technology on Google. So let's get on with it. The first question is Flask or Django, which one is better and why? So, uh, see, both are different frameworks and are created to cater different requirements. So, it mainly depends on what the product requirements are. If you're looking for, looking to just create a few APIs and expose it, uh, Django would be an overkill. And at the same time, if you're looking to create a full stack project with lots of inbuilt features, Django is a better option. Again, it heavily depends on the product requirement, but uh, personally, I prefer Django. Uh, if I was build, building from scratch, it's a strong framework which provides a lot, lot to start with and has a huge support from both from both communities and tools. It's fun to work with, uh, fast to debug, and there is a lot of libraries and tools you can use with it. Okay. Uh, so my second question is, uh, can we use both the frameworks together? Absolutely. Nowadays, companies prefer microservices where lots of features are created as separate services. So lots of different frameworks and technologies are used and also it reduces your dependency on a single language or framework, which is actually good. Uh, just like Sumit said, uh, to give an example, let's say I'm working on a social media application and uh, I want a central backend which will deal with all my top level requests and responses. But uh, I also want to separate the authentication and uh, authorization part or any other microservice and uh, I want a small REST application for that. So I can go with Flask to implement that, but my central application would be Django. Uh, that's perfect. To conclude, uh, what do you think the future of programming in Python language is and how would its framework look like? So uh, if we look at the popularity and growing community of Python, it is here to stay. And more importantly, it is the ease of writing code that makes it so popular. The community is growing day by day and more people are contributing to open source now. So a lot of development is going around the frameworks as well. If you look at Fast API, it was initially released in 2018 and it is slowly gaining popularity. Django is in uh, 4.x version and has improved a lot. Flask has many more packages to support now for faster development. And companies that have already implemented these frameworks or use Python as a programming language would not be giving up anytime soon. And looking at the popularity and the less development time, more and more companies will be using Python and the related framework. Yeah, exactly. Python is getting popular in many domains actually. Uh, it has emerged as one of the most popular language when you want to work with data science or data engineering. The libraries we get for machine learning and data science like TensorFlow, Keras, Matplotlib and many more are one of the major reasons for its popularity. Artificial intelligence is the future and Python is suitable and a well-known language for modeling artificial intelligence. Python is being used for automation and being fast to debug and write is definitely being a better choice for developers. Uh, also, academically, 
इट इज दी मोस्ट पॉपुलर लैंग्वेज अमॉन्ग स्टूडेंट्स इन टू थाउजेंड ट्वेंटी टू इफ यू गो टू कॉलेज यू टॉक टू स्टूडेंट यू नो हाउ पॉपुलर इट इज अमंगस्ट स्टूडेंट्स for web development also django is supporting a lot of big applications like instagram and pinterest you know how much data uh, is transmitted uh, from instagram and pinterest the cdn connectivity and content management in django is remarkable and makes it an excellent choice for such applications django's mvt architecture uh, it's actually model view template architecture is very strong and it helps writing clean and scalable code and just like sumit said other frameworks of python are also turning out to be a better choice for web developers nowadays because of the versatile nature of python it is surely going to be one of the most popular language in upcoming times uh yeah as we talked about in our previous python episode the versatility of this language as you guys mentioned is the very reason it's that popular amongst new developers and will remain a key element in every developer's journey Thanks guys for joining us today. It was a very insightful discussion with some really good stories about your respective experience. Thank you all for listening. This is Mukul from the Decode podcast. Thanks for tuning in. You can find the summary in the show notes. You can also follow us on our social media handle. The handle is Decode Solutions spelled as D E Q O D E If you have any questions feedback or just want to reach out and suggest a topic do not hesitate don't forget to share this episode and get early access to upcoming ones by subscribing to the decode podcast